Blog Talk Radio. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Well, good morning, everybody. We are coming live to you this morning from beautiful Mira Mesa, California, which is well, similar to a suburb of San Diego. It's still considered San Diego, but it's a little suburb. And we uh, are settled, believe it or not. We've actually made the trek across the USA from North Carolina down through all those wonderful states. We had our really wonderful adventures going back into the past. And it took us uh, over a week to manifest this beautiful spot that we're in. So we're, we're organized, we're here, and California doesn't know what hit them, right, Ahana? Well, now, Angel Rose usually speaks about the weather, and I'm surprised she didn't mention it because I suppose it's the same every day here. Blue skies, sunshine into the 70s, the odd day topping the 80s, and it's absolutely heavenly. Palm trees, that kind of Mediterranean look about the place with poplar trees and and cactus and palms, and absolutely divine. Yeah, it does take some getting used to, though, Ahana, coming from the the lush green mountains of North Carolina and especially now, you know, with the the fall air up there and the leaves, well, the leaves were falling when we left, but uh, totally different climate for sure. And also, you know, we, we, we do bear in mind and keep in mind and send our prayers to those that are suffering the adverse effects of weather while we're basking in sunshine here in beautiful weather. We are conscious, aware and aware of the climate changes and the environmental changes that are taking place, especially with regards to weather. We just heard last night, indeed, from Ireland that they're suffering the worst wet, rainy season, uh, indeed the worst raining year in the entire history of the state. So that's happening all over. It's not just one country, it's all over. So our hearts go out to those people who are suffering the adverse effects of it, those that are enjoying it, do make the best of it because I think we are all in for changes, which we'll be talking about later today. Yes, yeah, so first we have to, uh, let's give our announcements to Hannah. Um, you've been really, really busy while Angel Rose has been uh, working on her second book, The Nature of Reality. You have been busy putting things together, putting groups together for us already. And so anybody who may be listening from San Diego area, we have a few uh, classes set up, and we're going to begin the Pukashic Record Nights once again. And you have the dates for those, so I'll let you do that, huh? Now, yes, we've set up each Thursday night in Mira Mesa, San Diego, for the group Akashic Records. If anybody wants to go online to meetup.com and search out for Angel Rose or Ahanu, or group Akashic Records, any of those keywords, you'll find us and uh, you'll be able to book online there. But also you can call us at 224-588-8026 or you can go online to angelrose.com and her email address is angelrose at angelrose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L 
R-O-S-E.com. And while I'm speaking of telephone numbers, if anybody wants to call into the show today, call in on the 805-292-0349 line. That's the guest call-in line, 805-292-0349. Now, another thing that we have booked also is our famous quantum jumping sessions. Many, many people have profound changes in their lives from the quantum jumping sessions that we do. Now, we don't do them every week like we do the group Akashic Records, but we have scheduled them for the first Friday of each month, beginning on Friday, December the 7th, and that will also be in Nira Mesa. So we look forward to a dynamic and exciting and beneficial meetup with the quantum jumping. Now, while I'm on the subject of announcement, I want to remind people also to uh, that if they are at all interested in visiting Ireland, and I know many, many people are, and many, many people have mentioned to us over the years that they want to take a trip, but they want to take a special trip, not just a, a tourist trip. We're, we do every year a mystical and sacred sites tour of Ireland. And the next one, we haven't scheduled the dates yet, but if you're interested, do go online to um, mysticalireland.holistic.ie mysticalireland, that's one word, dot holistic.ie and there you will find the details of our mystical and sacred sites tour of Ireland. Now, Angel Rose makes fairies. I don't know if everybody is aware of that fact. She makes the most beautiful, most wonderful fairies. And if you would like one for Christmas, it's time now to get your orders in. So do contact her on 224-588-8026 or angelrose at angelrose.com. She mentioned about her book, The Time of Change. Yes, that's in Amazon and available on Amazon Kindle also. But you can also get hold of it at a very slightly cheaper price, I think, on our own website at timeofchange.info. That's all one word, at timeofchange.info. And do watch out also for her new book called The Nature of Reality. She's working feverishly away on that. It's what's taken us a lot of time. We had that fantastic move and now we're settled. She's back into the thick of it. So watch out for that due to be released next April. But we will, you can actually pre-order that at the thenatureofreality.info. Yes, and don't forget, also, since we're doing the commercial on Hanu, that Hanu paints wonderful spirit of love pictures for people and family crests, and those are wonderful Christmas gifts as well. So if you're interested in gifting somebody, with his beautiful artwork that does transform the energy of not only themselves, but, you know, their home if they do a crest. You know, contact Ahanu at ahanu.com. That's A-H-O-N-U.com. Now, are we ready to get rolling, Ahanu? Or no, he's got something else to say first. We've got, just to let people know, we have a little brown and white pit bull sitting down between our feet, actually, named Coco, Coco belongs to the house, and since we started the radio show, Coco's been inching her way through the chairs so that she's right in between us, but actually I think she's waiting for her morning walk, don't you, Ohana? I think so, and that morning walk is something to enjoy and that we look forward to every morning. Now, anybody who knows us would be familiar with the fact that we have, we're actually in the process of putting out a program called the Eight Steps to Freedom. And I say in the process because we're halfway through it now. And we started it on the eighth day of the eighth month at 8 p.m. for 88 minutes. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning 
the synchronicity of these numbers is because it's relevant to our discussion today. Well, Angel Rose mentioned that we moved from North Carolina to San Diego. Well, it took us eight days to get her. We arrived on the 8th of November and we took Route 8 into San Diego. Now, I want to know, is anybody else having these amazing synchronicities? Are there numbers coming up in your life that you're puzzled by or you're wondering about? Do get in touch and let us know. We'd like to make a program all about this someday because many, many people are reporting to us seeing 1111s, 1212s, and seeing master numbers. Now, speaking of master numbers, on our journey down here, we just happened to notice a synchronicity where we were traveling. Uh, no, the, the speed sign was 55 miles per hour. We were traveling at 55 miles per hour. The uh, dashboard said 55 miles to empty. And the temperature, I think, was 55 degrees, and it was 5.55 on the clock. Now, we know that many, many people are having these kinds of things. We want to know, what does it mean to you? What, how is it affecting you? What is the information that you're receiving from these master numbers, from these synchronicities? Let's hear from you. Call us on 805-292-0349, or you get us privately on 224-588-8026. You're listening to Engel Rose and Ahano. Okay, Angel Rose, we're ready to get stuck in. Okay, well, the first thing we wanted to talk about today, you know, since we're in Thanksgiving, uh, we actually should be in Thanksgiving every single day, actually. But we wanted to just mention a little bit about gratitude. And uh, if you haven't taken the time, I'm, well, actually, I'm sure many people probably do take the time at Thanksgiving to say what they're thankful for when families get together and friends and uh, people who are alone come together in groups. And I'm sure there were things that went on for the earth, to thank the earth yesterday or Thursday. But I also want to mention, you know, about actively keeping a gratitude journal where you take some time every day and just make a note to write down what you're grateful for. And it's either good to do it in the morning when you wake up or before you go to bed at night. You can't imagine the power of, expressing your gratitude. In fact, you'll find that even if you're not feeling the best, once you start writing down what you're grateful for, you'll find that you have many, many things to be grateful for. <clears throat> in fact, I reluctantly did this last year. I remember I was in a bit of a pit, you know, a bit of a little bit of a depressed place where I didn't have the best attitude, that's for sure. But I did take out my notebook and I said, all right, I'll begin to write down what I'm grateful for. And I was surprised that I was grateful for everything. In fact, the only thing that was a glitch in my life was the fact that I didn't have the money that I would like to have had. So here I was walking around being depressed as if my life was uh, horrible when the truth was is I was actually happy about everything in my life except that one area. So that brings me into manifesting with a gratitude list. And this is something that just happened naturally for me as I was writing what I was grateful for. I started to write down that I was grateful for things that I had manifested, as if as if I was already saying thank you for the fact that they were here already. So I would just, the sky was the limit. I just allowed my imagination to have free reign. And I just start saying thank you for you know, uh, the classes that I had or the home that I had. And, you know, what a feeling of power to be able to do that. 
and certainly things started manifesting uh, that I had on my list right away. So take advantage of the opportunity for gratitude. In fact, you know, we've heard that gratitude has a higher frequency than love, believe it or not. And um, that's pretty amazing when you think of the power of it. So what would you like to say about that, honey? You never did say thank you for me on Thanksgiving Day. I'm always grateful for you, Angel Rose. And one of the funniest things I did see actually on your Facebook was from uh, some friend of yours that posted a picture entitled Only in America. And let me, let me, let me paint the picture in your minds for you. What it was was uh, a, a statement over a picture where it said uh, people are very, very grateful and celebrate gratitude and thanksgiving at this time of year every year. But the very next day on Black Friday, they trample each other to buy stuff that they don't actually need at all. And it is, was a startling anomaly, wasn't it really, to, to show the two sides of America, um, that wonderful feast and celebration of Thanksgiving, and then the very next day back into the rush and plunder and greed and trampling of people just to get at goods. Yeah, in fact, I think a few years ago there was actually somebody who was killed in a, in a crowd, or I think it might have been the security guard at Walmart where people were waiting for him to open the door, and they trampled him and killed him, didn't even realize they were walking all over him. And um, also we saw in the news just the other day of a woman who said she go, went and bought five or six televisions and has no use for them, just bought them because they were on sale. And, you know, this really is an epidemic, and especially talking about this kind of change when people are focusing so much on items. And, you know, I had... I learned the hard way when I lived out in Mexico, you know, just what it was like to live very simply and without the clutter and without the toys and without a house full of stuff that you have no room for. And it was quite an amazing experience because it really, really set it right for me on how much we waste uh, in our lives, how much we get things we don't really need. However, I'm still waiting for my diamond ring. Uh, Angel Rose, you are persistent and unbelievable. But having said that, I am so grateful and I am always in gratitude for you. Now, one of the things that we noticed when we were coming across the country was the fact that not only did we have the sense that we were going on a new adventure, but we felt as if we were going back in time also. And for example, we took I-40 to I-30 to 20 to 10, and then eventually uh, Interstate 8 into San Diego. But it was a, a sense of going backwards in time. And, of course, we stopped in Tombstone City. We spoke a little about this in one of our other shows, and um, that was certainly going back in time. But my point here really is about gratitude from where we've come from. You know, we got the sense of, you know, we've come forward here as, as children and we lost a lot of that wonder and excitement and, and invincibility that we felt as children. It seemed to be programmed out of us, that, that spontaneity. And, you know, we need, I, I believe we need to recover that. We need to go back to that place. Although when I say go back, you know, we found this also in the Akashic Records, that it's not always about going back. It's about bringing it into the now, isn't it? It's about bringing, bringing that sense of wonder, that excitement, those synchronicities we talked about, that sense of gratitude, that feeling of being loved and loving and what that feels like in the moment. And this is what we're, 
we're encouraging people to do today when we talk about thanksgiving and we talk about gratitude. Okay, and we'll springboard off of that, too, to address the fact that, um, you know, there's a mixed bag going on energetically right now for people that we're watching. And one part of it, we had a, a an email from someone yesterday who said that she felt that the shift had happened already, that she was getting visions of ascended masters and all sorts, okay? And then on the other hand, we have people who are waking up depressed and don't understand why they're depressed. They they just can't seem to get a handle on that. And uh, I found it very curious because I actually did do a little reading for a friend yesterday who was troubled. And looking into her and the questions that she asked, I found that the picture was much bigger than she thought. You know, she's going through some difficulty in her personal life, but it turned out that she was mastering the red spectrum. And um, I talked to her about the fact that, you know, the red spectrum is really the last before ascension, even though people think the violet is, it's actually reversed. But we were talking about all the things that the red spectrum covers such as, you know, passion and love and uh, the ability to be grounded and to ground your desires into manifestation. But when things don't go your way, it turns into anger, it turns into the exact reverse where you start to doubt that love is real. And so just in reminding her about what her soul was doing right now, put a whole different perspective on what's happening. So, you, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that the eggs seem to be cracking. You know, the energies definitely feel like they're intensifying for people. And we hear a, we hear a, a gamut, you know, everything from, you know, the whole doomsday prophecies that are still uh, being told about, that we're going to have to go through increased cataclysmic changes and um, this is going to continue over the next few years, to those who believe, uh, you know, that we're moving into a paradise. So what do you think, Ahana? Let me remind our listeners that you're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu. Our guest call in number is 805-292-0349. Well, I'm concerned about a lot of people because you mentioned about <clears throat> a particular person that who, who was saying that they were being guided by Ascended Masters and so on. And a lot of people, for a lot of people, that is the case. But for others, they're seeking ways to experience this change in themselves and are confused about what direction to go in. And I'm speaking particularly about those that go to look to drugs for that psychedelic type of experience of ascension or expansion or spirituality. And we caution people to be careful about that because what it actually does is it opens the crown chakra, it opens various chakras and allows the possibility or the potential of infiltration that you really, really do need to be strong in your inner template and connect only with God's source. This is, this is what we constantly say to people. You can accept help from all around you and various guides and ascended masters and that kind of thing. But for yourself, the only true connection with you is with you and God. And keep that very, very close to your own hearts. Well, I'll, I'll go a little further with that in terms of a little bit of an exercise people can do. Uh, in the morning, and certainly I've been guided to do it, which is why I'm sharing it. But it really is about taking the time um, to go into meditation in the, in the morning before you go off to work or whatever it is you're going to do with your day. And 
really make the intention to invite your I am presence into your body. And this is different than um, trying to visualize that you're going up to it. You're inviting it to come into your particular body, and then you're allowing it to run your life. And I know for myself I've had an issue with the word surrender in terms of what does that really mean. You know, any time I've been confronted with it, um, I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let some outside being control my life that I hope I can trust. But the truth is, is your own I am presence is your God presence. It's self that is already uh, perfect, that can see the big picture. And it really does change the way you feel when you invite that part of you into your body. And, of course, only the amount that your body can handle will come in at any given moment, which is why you make the intention on a daily basis. And you're deliberately choosing to surrender the ego part of you, the part that's linear, the part that's 3D, um, you're surrendering it to a vertical actually, to, you know, basically um, bring the highest good to you and help you manifest the highest good. And I think this is such an important reminder for people precisely because we are in a time of change, if I can coin the phrase. And you have a mixed bag. You have every unhealed part of you is also coming up to be healed. And if you don't know how to interpret that, you don't understand what's being asked of you, then it's easy, very easy to kind of fall um, into a low state of mind or a low feeling. And the only way to really overcome this is about is with choice. And we have to talk about how important choice is for people during this time because the reality that you choose to focus on right now is the one that you're going to bring forward. And manifesting is happening so quick now, I mean, within days. You can make an intention and, you know, the next hour, the next day, you can have it be there right in front of you. And that goes for your unhealed issues as well. So would you like to comment on that, Ahana? Indeed, I would. It's about watching your thoughts because when you speak, when you do a gratitude list, it, it focuses the mind on the positive stuff and leads to manifestation in that way. Indeed, Angel Rose mentioned about one of the beautiful things uh, that comes out of the gratitude list is when you write that something is already done. Not that I want or I wish or I hope, that it's already done. The manifestation happens. And what's, what's really beautiful about that is that it keeps your thoughts focused on manifesting the positive, manifesting the good that you want, manifesting that joy and that love in your life. Now, all too easy it can happen that you can slip into a negative place. And we're finding this from many of the people who consult us for help with Akashic Record readings or spirit art paintings or any kind of help that we can offer to people. We're finding that people are falling into these states of depression and not knowing exactly why. And it seems that there is this huge separation is happening. Indeed, Angel Rose mentioned about some people are saying that the shift has already taken place. We believe that we're very, very much into it. And we're, this is evidenced by those synchronicities that we talked about earlier. And I believe that these synchronicities are actually an indicator that you are being guided. So if you're seeing those numbers, for example, or if you're getting those feelings of euphoria or joy, or indeed the sadness or the depression, you, that's actually something that you can take as being a positive indication that you now are at choice. You now have the choice to go one way or the other, go for love or its opposite. 
and we constantly encourage people to choose love in every moment. Okay, and I want to talk about the depression because you and I have felt it also, um, certainly since when we were on the road, when we got here, um, waking up feeling sad without really understanding why. And, of course, I went to the, you know, the, the old idea is, is something coming, you know, or, or something about to happen to the planet, um, you know, and, and yet not really being clear what form that might take. <clears throat> but I think it's safe to say that what is occurring is something old is dying. And and it can be felt as depression, even though it may not necessarily be negative. Like when you're shifting levels or you're moving into a new life even, or let's say, let's use something very simple. Let's say you're you're growing up and you love the place you live and all of a sudden your folks are moving somewhere, even though that move may be positive, you might feel grief about leaving old friends behind. And certainly, um, we're, I, I really do believe we're still at neck and neck. You know, I don't think it's a guarantee that we're moving into the golden age, even though that is the intention of source that that. Uh, I think our consciousness is dictating a lot of what's going to be going on. But every single part of you on every single level is coming up for examination. So if you're feeling those feelings of depression, you might want to sit down with yourself and just, you know, I'm a real advocate in writing things down and journaling because for some reason when you take your pen in your hand and you start putting it down on paper, things start coming up that you didn't even know you were thinking or feeling. But I would take a look at that and just describe the feeling that you're getting and um, just see what that's about for you, okay? Because, you know, sometimes you are in touch with something that's going on on the planet. Other times it's aspects of yourselves that are dying or that need to you need to let go. And certainly when we're talking about bringing in your I am presence, you know, that would mean that the old ego self would slowly be dissolving away. And it can be quite a scary little thing for people to be experiencing. This the other thing, too. We were actually, uh, I don't know, somebody sent us a, a YouTube video yesterday of another person's interpretation of what's going on, going on right now. And they said that uh, within the next two years, from 2012 to 2014, that the earth would be moving into a more light-based being, that we ourselves, our biologies would change to a more light-based. And, um, and certainly that sounds to me anyway like a pretty grand expectation to happen within such a short period of time. I I personally don't know if I think it can happen within two years, but um, they said if you were to look at the earth from outer space, it would be looking like a swirling ball of light that sparkles rather than what we see now. So tell me what you think of that whole idea, how as Coco has just moved now, and now she's sitting on my feet. I think it must be the sheepskin slippers that she likes. I don't know, huh? Well, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and anybody that has animals will, will know the wonder and the joy of it all. And speaking of animals and gratitude, this is something that we see that where technology and the internet and especially Facebook is being used for good and some of the YouTube videos that you see as well where animals are you know communicating with their 
former enemies, for example, or they're lying down together, and instead of consuming each other, they're actually loving each other. And this is an indicator of the shift that's going on. And we saw it also in some of the natural disasters that have happened recently. For example, even just going back to that first horrific tsunami in the Far East that time, we understand that the elephants actually came down and hauled uh, lumber off of people and allowed them to escape from under fallen buildings and so on. And that was an amazing thing to witness. And we're seeing it too in recent disasters. And another thing we noticed too, for example, the horrific disaster in Japan, that tsunami in Japan, where the people, instead of complaining and bitching, they were actually bringing water to each other and supporting each other in all kinds of different ways. And we see the same thing happening in New York with the recent uh, Hurricane Sandy, people looking out for each other. This is gratitude at work. And the other thing to think about when we talk about these disasters is, and Angel Rose alluded to it uh, when she talked about no matter what's going on in your life, there is the potential for gratitude there somewhere. And that's the choice that we make. We can either bitch and complain and really look at the negative aspect of it. And I know it's very, very hard when you in those circumstances and you're suffering and you're hungry and you don't have electricity. It's very, very difficult to see the positive side. But what we find is that over time, over time and sometimes short time, we actually see people being hugely grateful and love an outpouring of love from everybody involved. Let me just comment on love itself just for a moment because, you know, we spoke about Black Friday and people at the door and being some not always considerate of others who are shopping. But, you know, really, you know, for myself too, because, you know, our big issue is we always think we want more money, just like a lot of people. But actually I sat down the other day and, and asked myself, is that really what I want? And I, I realized that it isn't what I want. What I wanted was my connection to source and to love to, to increase. And I think, you know, when you mention people helping each other when there's disasters, it shows people that they're loved and that they're not alone. And that's such an important thing. And it's too bad we don't do more of that on a daily basis. Because it really, at the end of the day, when you're really honest with yourself and you sit with yourself, what everybody really wants is, is to know that they're loved and to feel that connection to source or to all life everywhere is really what the loneliness is about that I actually see across the planet. And so uh, I'd like you to comment too, Ahano, on the recent uh, bombings between Palestine and Israel. And tell me what you think, because we did go into the records and we did ask about that. And source was talking to us about how sometimes the egg needs to be cracked in order for a new paradigm to emerge you have to uproot the old, and sometimes, unfortunately, that happens through some sort of destruction. But I know that that's not the people, it's not Palestine's intention when it's sending a missile over to bring forth a new paradigm. So what's your thoughts about that, Ahana? Because I think they've done a ceasefire already. I hope that's still in effect. Well, this is one of the beautiful things. Uh, this is not the forum, of course, to talk politics, but it, it, looking at that in general, we see conflict all over the world, and that Palestine-Israeli thing has been going on for a few thousand years. And the way I see it is that up to now, or heretofore, we would have seen an escalation of violence, whereas after a very short period of time, we're actually seeing a, a, a peace, a truce. 
Now, that's what's changed. And not only that, but we've also seen and heard recently where members of various armies that are deployed, and I think particularly in the Israeli army, many of the young people who are drafted very, very early in their lives, teenagers, for example, they're actually saying no to a lot of the aggression that's taking place. They're saying no at the grassroots level. And this is a fundamental change that we, we're embracing. But you are absolutely right that many, many times we do have to see a cracking egg in order for the new, the new life to emerge. And that cracking can, you know, whether it's the earth changes of the earth somehow saying, hey, listen, I'm trying to birth something new, or whether it's people's lives breaking up the old, letting go of the old stuff and releasing that inner child that we talked about earlier, that innocence, that beauty, that wonder. And we're seeing it in all kinds of ways, that Palestine-Hamas-Israel conflict being one, but we saw it with the Arab Spring. We see it with conflicts around the world. And th- th- there can be beautiful, beautiful things emerging from those conflicts. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. You know, not for the people who are actually being killed in it for sure, but. You know, perhaps that was their karmic uh, contract. You never know, really. And I, and I think that that's something you have to remember, too. Is uh, Someone once asked me in one of these groups, if you can remember, it was actually in California, uh, what our obligation was to other countries. And uh, Source had a real interesting answer about that because it started talking about the collective karma of a country. And um, you, you know that the people who are there and what they're going through he has to do with all of them collectively that either they all have some of their lessons to learn or the country is trying to evolve into something else. So I, I think people really need to always refer or try to refer to what might be going on uh, in the big picture because certainly there's there's a whole big level of cause that is happening underneath all events that are going on. But more importantly, um, when we talk about this time we're in now, is the whole topic of choice. And choice seems to be what it's really about because, like I said, the, the manifesting energies are so strong right now. But, you know, source has always presented to us and certainly presented it to us throughout uh, the book, A Time of Change, you know, how important it was to choose which reality you're going to be in. Actually, which self are you going to be in? And that was one of the things that I found really important when Source would talk to us about the fact that we have memories in our minds of two different selves. We have a memory of being in paradise at one time. In fact, every religion in the world believes in a paradise of some sort. They all believe that before we, um, well, they all have a, a records of a fall as well in, in a particular way. So I find that very interesting because there's the sense that somewhere in our minds we remember what it was like to live in harmony and peace and we remember ourselves being lighter and not limited. And uh, then again, here we are trying to build this dense little self that's here on the planet. 
and trying to say that that's an identity of ourselves as well. And I think this is where some of the conflict comes in with our own in our own heads about how we feel about ourselves and our world that we're in. And also, um, you, you know, the, the whole process of deciding which self do you want to be because you can't serve two masters. You can't say, uh, yeah, I remember that I was this uh, self that lived in peace and harmony and was very loving, but um, now I'm going to go be in competition with the neighbor next door or the person down the street, and uh, I have to prove that I'm valuable uh, as a physical body, and I have to you know, make sure that I stay young and, and all this stuff. So they're two diametrically opposed identities, and I think the conflict uh, is evident throughout people throughout their lives and a sense that they have to build an identity in, in an ego sense and yet have some longing. Actually, it's a deep longing and a memory of going back to a self that is much closer to source and much closer so can you talk about how that might manifest for you or what do you think about it? Many of you wouldn't know that I have had a past life in this life in the technology business, in the computer business. And indeed, I worked for a large international corporation during the time period of Y2K. Now, many of you will remember the, the huge fear that was propagated around the world about what was going to happen at the turn of the millennium and what was going to happen with computers and planes would fall out of the sky and all this nonsense that was propagated. Now, I sat during the turnover of that uh, New Year's Eve, you know, coming into the year 2000. I sat awake pay, being paid to keep an eye on these computers and so on and have a, had a backup plan in place. Now, I didn't buy into it myself, but huge corporations spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars preparing for something that was a was a, a, a damp was a damp or actually nothing happened at all now the reason i'm saying about that in answer to your question is because in a way we're actually facing into the same thing here with the 21st of december the end of the mayan calendar many many people are in fear many many people are actually choosing to manifest a negative outcome by buying into the fear they're saying oh yeah we're going to have earth changes and disasters and the world's coming to an end indeed i see my own children making comments on facebook about the fact that you know the end of the world is coming and so on now they're they're doing it in jest i i know they're doing it in jest but no, nonetheless the fact is that many many people are actually manifesting the fear that they feel inside themselves and what we're saying is no now's the time to make that choice now's the time to make the choice for paradise bring back the memory of that paradise self rather than the memory of the fall embrace the memory of paradise and choose to to manufacture to create to manifest the desired outcome from this period of time which to us is one of love and beauty and wonder and that innocence of the inner child again well, also we remember source telling us uh, one night to take our world back. Do you remember that, Ahano? Yes. But it didn't mean it in a violent type of way. It certainly didn't mean it in a war way. It meant that, uh, you know, Source made it very clear that when planets are created or uh, creation happens in the universe, that it's a celebration and it's for joy and it's for um, pleasure and fun. 
And um, and when it says take your world back, it, basically what it's saying is Earth used to be a paradise, and it's up to us. We have to choose it once again in order for it to be here. And it actually brings me back when I'm speaking about this to many years ago um, when I lived in the Chicago area, and a friend was uh, putting together a meditation that particular evening. And the purpose of it was because um, somewhere somebody prophesied that the East Coast uh, was going to have a major storm and fall off into the ocean. And so she had called a group together for us to, you know, visualize the prevention of this. But what was really interesting is when I went to do that, uh, my guides came in and said, uh, that's not what we want you to do. We want you to focus only on the new golden age. And what was interesting is suddenly it showed me that there was a paradise earth happening right now, right here, right now. It wasn't something in the future. It was actually going on now. And I saw um, the most beautiful animals all over the place. I just saw uh, beauty and cooperation. And, you know, one of the interesting things about that is that another friend I had there had a husband who was a wild game hunter. So when you would walk into their house, he'd have these heads and you walked into the living room, and it was it was a vaulted ceiling. It was a big head of an elephant hung up there and a footstool made of its foot. And you go down in the basement, and there were stuffed stuffed gazelles and stuffed zebras. And, uh, you know, so, of course, here she was camping spiritual groups out on her land, and here he was uh, bringing home trophies. So, of course, you can imagine the reaction to many people when they walked in there. They were horrified. But... When I was at this other person's house and I was shown the paradise, I was also shown that on that particular land that my other friend lived were all these wild animals. The spirits of all these animals he had killed were in a a different paradise reality on their land, okay, interacting with each other. And it was was such a shock to me to see that. And it, it also just brought home the thing that we really don't know what's going on. But I'm bringing this up to show people how all pervasive perception is. That if we can create a world that looks like it's in turmoil and war and lack, and at the same time there's a paradise world going on, but we're not focused there because that's not the way we're, where we're thinking and it's not where we're choosing. You know, it, it's a pretty um, big reality shift or responsibility, let's say, to where you're going to use your mind and what you do with it on a daily basis. I think this is a great time to bring in a caller because we have numbers of people and I'm sure gratitude and uh, time of change and so on means a lot to a lot of people at this point in time. Let's take a call from area code 518. Go ahead, caller. Hello, this is Linda. I'm enjoying your program. Hello, everybody. Hey, Linda, you're very, very welcome. And I'm uh, in New York and, um, you know, was very touched, Ahanu, by your, um, you know, your mention of those people who were very much affected by Hurricane Sandy. And um, uh, it's very uh, touching to see that people, you know, after they recover from the, the, the horror of uh, seeing their homes swept away, that they can... Uh, 
they go back to a place of peace within themselves, it seems, um, the ones that are able to recover quickly and help their neighbor and bring water and food and, and share meals and that kind of thing. And um, when we're talking about transitioning into this um, more beautiful earth, this, um, this more pristine earth, this paradise that we remember from somewhere, um, it is our attitude towards what happens and not actually what happens to us that makes such a big difference in, in what so we're going to experience. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Linda, because you know, I, I think, too, for people who are spiritual, that they, they may have a perception that if they're on the path and they're doing everything right, that they'll never go through any sort of tragedy. And I just think that is such a misperception about what being spiritual really means. Because I know for myself, when I have gone through uh, tragedies or dark things, that it really is the way you respond that really determines uh, your spiritual growth. And so you're right in terms of how do people react and how well do they handle something when, when something happens. Um, has a big impact on the way everything else goes after that. Exactly, and it determines, I mean, your frequency, the rate of vibration and the thoughts you have um, very much affect where you're going to find yourself. And and I often find that when something breaks or, you know, in in, in the worst case scenario as we're seeing with some of the, um, the earth change tragedies, um, when something breaks and your whole world is uh, taken from you, um, you know, after you recover the first, the, from the emotional shock, the first question um, to ask ourselves to get us in a better place is, okay, this happened for a reason. I don't know what that reason is necessarily, but I believe it happened for a reason. What is that reason? Show me what. Because very often old structures um, don't serve us well. And, um, you know, we're creating a new world, and maybe that new world doesn't have electricity, but it need not be yes, exactly. one of deprivation, yeah. you know. And, and, so, and Yeah, go ahead. It's also one of the reasons why we choose the subject of gratitude today, because even in the worst of circumstances, if one was to actually write down the good things and what you could be grateful for, it might just be the fact that you're alive at all. Do you know what I mean? It, it can be just the fact that you have two legs that you can see, you can speak, you know? And, and at that level, then true spirituality, in my mind, true spirituality emerges forth and comes, and out of that comes the manifestation then of the better things. Oh. Yeah, I remember um, when that whole thing happened in Japan, we got an email from somebody who said that uh, the whole community was actually delighted because they were without power and that... You know, they got to see the stars at night, which was a rarity. That normally there was so much electricity and so many lights on that they never got to see the sky. And not only that, um, instead of um, stealing from one another, you know, the girl would go out and she'd find a bag of groceries and a jug of water at her doorstep in the morning without knowing where it came from. And certainly this is what we're talking about in terms of people bringing forth their true, their true, their natural divine nature, which is to be giving and loving. Just give us the opportunity to take in a caller from area code 504. Go ahead, caller. 
Hello, area code 504? Okay. Maybe it's too early, yes. Indeed, we have to remember that because we're on the East Coast now, our show started at 8 o'clock this morning. In fact, that actually gives us the opportunity to make a little announcement. We will move it forward a little bit because we want to encompass all of the time zones. And 8 o'clock in the morning may be a little bit too early for our... Well, no, it's not too early for us personally, but it might be for uh, our growing Californian audience. So we may move it forward a little bit, and that will just bring it to, like, uh, I think... Maybe we'll start it at 10 or something. Maybe we'll start it at 10, so we push it forward by two hours for everybody, and that includes all the time zones. But we'll make a announcement about that in due course. We want to thank Linda for uh, coming on there and giving the benefit of her wonderful experience, and glad that she's safe from the effects of Hurricane Sandy. Yes, and just to let people know, Linda is uh, a wonderful friend and intuitive counselor who lives in Albany, New York. So she was really, you know, at the edge of that storm. She could have had it. I think she was fine, though. But uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of her, uh, they can email us, too, because she does wonderful uh, work with NET, which is a, a type of, uh, you know, I, she could probably explain it better than me, but it's it's a way to body test and muscle test and release all sorts of, trapped emotions and issues and things like that. So that's our friend Linda. I can't speak uh, enough about her. So if you're interested in that sort of work, email me and I'll send you her details. Okay, we want to remind people you're listening to Ange Rose and Ahanu. Our guest call in number is 805-292-0349. You can also call us on 224-588-8026 or send an email to angelrose at angelrose.com that's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E dot com right, and I want to talk a little bit too Hannah. I don't know how much time we have left 10 minutes, okay um, about our relationships with with life in general and here we are in the midst of earth changes but certainly uh, we are made, uh, our physical bodies anyway, even though we know they're made of light and sound, they're still uh, made of the elements of the earth as well. And certainly our relationship with nature and with the elements uh, is a key uh, factor in terms of how we flow and how we move through this change. And, you know, somebody asked the question last week, about the Akashic Records, I don't know what we're doing, maybe, I don't know, with some query that we were bringing to source about them and about their location, I think that's where it was. And even though the records of all existence are everywhere, source seemed to be really clear that there was a different frequency involved in the records. And that difference was that it was the record of the relationship of um life to life in in the sense of like it's your it's your soul's relationship with the creator for example it's your soul's relationship to other people um it's your soul's relationship to life in general and that had everything to do with uh purpose and meaning and how how you are connected and what you do with those relationships so i find too that when you're in your quiet time and you're having a you know some commune with yourself uh, that you can speak to the elements you can try to feel water and to remember that water has memory and talk to water and bless it or uh, anything the power of of the earth itself and the elemental kingdom and just check in 
with are you in what kind of relationship are you in with animals uh with the dog or cat in your house with the garden that you're planting outside are you aware of it as a conscious being uh certainly you can even apply that to your finances you know what kind of relationship do you have with money as a living consciousness and you know it might be a good idea to establish one and actually talk to it and communicate with it and the same thing uh you know with the food that you eat before you sit down at a meal you know are you acknowledging the relationship with the food and its relationship to you because certainly it doesn't just benefit you it it you know any food you ingest because it's digested in your system it becomes yourselves is going to be part of a much bigger consciousness. So what are you doing with the food? I mean, are you looking at your food and judging it and saying, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, this is bad for me? And certainly, you know, if I was if I was that item, uh, even the perception, you know, that things are cooked out, baked out, uh, the life force energy, you know, was cooked out of food, it's still a consciousness. And you know yourself that when your, your body, your physical body, dies your consciousness is still alive so why wouldn't that be true uh, of the spirit of any type of food that you're eating so if you're going to look at it and judge it and say oh it's bad for me i you know what you're doing is you're projecting um, a negative thing onto this consciousness and like i'm going to come around here and say that everything wants to know what's loved and certainly when we've had classes where we've talked to foods uh, all different types of foods, by the way, organic foods, processed foods, dyed foods. You know, what really came forward in those classes was the spirit of the food. You know, like if you took a piece of processed cheese that was dyed yellow and you held it in your hand, fully expecting to uh, be in tune with a really low frequency, what happened instead is people were brought back to the cow that gave the milk. And the cow was just happy to be able to give it just wanted to give of itself and that happened with every single item of food that we had whether it was a hostess cupcake or an organic orange or apple the same thing happened you know the processed crackers went back to the wheat field uh, where the grain came from and i think you know going back to the original intention of source it really is all about uh, love and extension and certainly we're happiest when we're sharing, when we're giving love. And so it's just a reminder of us to be very watchful of what type of thoughts and judgments we project onto all kinds of things, uh, even things that we consider inanimate that really are not inanimate. And um, to start to be a little bit more responsible in terms of, you know, becoming harmless or realizing that, that every Every aspect of life wants recognition, it wants appreciation, it wants gratitude, and, you know, it just wants to love and to give. And that's true of ourselves, too, it's, especially if you have an ability or a gift that you'd like to share with the world. I think the saddest thing is if you have no audience, if there's nobody showing up to receive your gift. You know, to me, that's that's what sorrow is. So maybe we could pay more attention to the gifts people do have, and even if you say, well, that's great, or thank you, or gee, did you know how good you were at that? Even those small things uh, could actually save a person's life. That's absolutely beautiful, Angie Rose. And it's it's one of the things that we find with 
much of what we would do is that people would ask, well, all that sounds great in, in theory. You know, it's all wonderful sentiment. What, what are the practical things that we can do? And Angel Rose mentioned right there a number of very, very practical things you can do. And the other thing she mentioned at the, at the beginning of the program also was the gratitude list. Write your gratitude list. Make a habit to do that every day. It's simple. It's, it, you could spend five minutes. You could spend 20 minutes, whatever length of time you want. But just write down the things you're grateful for. And you'll find that that list will grow and grow and grow and grow. And not only that, but then the next thing is you'll find you'll start automatically manifesting that choice, that, that outcome that you want. And that's a wonderful, simple and beautiful way to actually um, put a lot of what we speak about into practice. Another thing also that we find is with technology. Many, many people complain about technology and bitch about it and so on, uh, the big brother type of an approach. But, you know, without technology, we wouldn't be coming to you here today. We wouldn't have the ability of Facebook, for example, to connect people all over the world. And one of the th good things that comes out of Facebook is the kind of advice you get from people from time to time or those wonderful stories or pictures or links to YouTube videos and so on that are very, very inspiring. One that I picked up was advice from a tree. And it says, stand tall and proud. Go out on a limb. Remember your roots. Drink plenty of water. Be content with your natural beauty and enjoy the view. Now, how simple is that? And how beautiful is that? How practical is that? How real is that? That's an absolutely wonderful thing. So it's come to the time now where we must wind down. And as is traditional, let me give you a little bit of a summary of what we've covered here today. We talked about our own journey, of course, from the East Coast to the West Coast. We talked about our Eight Steps to Freedom program and how it's the, the lessons we learned along the way about going back in time, going to our inner child, all of that kind of thing, the synchronicity of AIDS. We talked about earth changes. We talked about how synchronicity is an indicator, how seeing those master numbers and that is an indicator that you are being guided, that you're on the right path. We spoke also about those disasters, for example, the tsunami in the Far East, how animals were helping each other and helping people, that uh, tsunami in Japan, how the people were taking care of each other, how the people were recovering and so well from that disaster. Uh, we also spoke about the choice we make and of which reality we want and the fact that we have an equally a memory of paradise and a memory of the fall. So let's choose paradise at every turn. We spoke about this time period, this whole end of Mayan calendar thing, how not to go into fear about it, how to choose life and love every time. And Angel Rose spoke so eloquently about our relationship with everything, a relationship with money, food, uh, and then about the judgments that we make. So in the short time we have available to us now, we really want to say thank you so much to all of our audience all over the world and we appreciate you and we love you very very much yes and we want to also thank uh, our our new friend Jeannie for opening up her home to us and giving us a really sacred place to be and certainly that was a divine gift on all fronts and her little dog Coco who is uh, nuzzled up to your foot now Ahano, and she's got a little white patch on her top of her head that I think looks like a heart. Jeannie thinks it looks like a bird. But anyway, we, we know that this pup is special, and there she is at our feet. Uh -huh. Okay, till next week.
and God bless. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.